Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, this is Vicious and Delicious, Joey-licious. What you see, baby, is what you get. What you don't see is better yet. You're listening to Jay Scott on The Hook Rock. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope you're doing well. Once again, hope you're staying safe and healthy. We are at the end, the near end of this tumultuous and basically shitty year. And hopefully 2021 at some point is able to turn around. I don't think we're going to be in the same mess the whole year, but I also don't think that Life's suddenly going to change when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Day. So I think we're going to have to be dealing with this stuff here for at least the next three to six months. I don't think it's you know going to be better until maybe end of spring, early summer. Um, I don't think live shows are going to come back till maybe end of summer, fourth quarter of 2021. I just I can't see it happening. I just don't think... There's going to be a miracle that will just, you know, grace us with, you know, sudden greatness and back to normalcy. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. But, you know, just reading what I've been reading and seeing the surge upon surge, um, I just think that uh, we're still in a lot of trouble. And I think with the super strain that they're talking about in the U.K. and now other parts, now in Canada it's been discovered – you know, it could very well revert back to, you know, ground zero as uh, we experienced last March and have to start this whole thing over again. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to take for people to kind of listen to the facts and listen to science and even know your local leaders, state and local, you know, town leaders may be hypocritical with what they're doing. Still doesn't mean that the safeguards people have suggested and recommended are not to be taken serious and hopefully we can wrap our brains around this once and for all and get through this because those that didn't want a new normal are getting the new normal whether they like it or not because that's what's happening now and that's what's here to stay here for the next you know few months 
But once again, we hope to offer you an escape, talk about music, talk about what's going on. And as we've done with the three previous quarters of this year, we are going to rank our top five and top three, top five albums and top three EPs with Mr. Chris Cordetti. What's going on, Chris? How are you? Not much, Jay. How was your Christmas? It was good. You know, I mean, I, I had some health issues that I mentioned on the previous episode. Um, got through them, but, you know, Christmas was kind of the 2020 Christmas. It was very small. <laughs> it was not, you know, a big deal like it's been in the past. And, you know, what can you do? You, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on, so hopefully we can get past this and celebrate some barbecues over the summer whether it's memorial day or fourth of july and hopefully next year at this time things are in a better place but it was kind of the 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 expected christmas for 2020 what about you right i would say that exactly it was the expected christmas for 2020 small but uh small but nice yeah small but nice yeah i mean my mom did make lasagna so that was a good thing. There you go. And I did get reading glasses, which I'm very happy about. <laughs> so I can actually see now when I'm reading something and not have to, like, put it under a certain angle and, a, and light. <laughs> and, you know, now I feel like, oh, my God, you know, this is fantastic. But Now you can actually open up and read the small print inside the CDs. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I'm on this medication because of what, you know, what happened a couple weeks ago, and I'm trying to read the bottle, and I'm like, I can't read what this says. And I'm like, sh- you know, going up to the window, putting it on an angle, and then now I have my reading glasses, and I'm like, oh, I can see now. So this is good. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's great to do this once again with you. I know we've had a lot of fun the three free, three previous times that we've done this, yeah. and I know we're also going to be doing the end of the year best albums and best EPs. So, yeah, I'm excited uh, to do this and wrap this year up and then start planning our year-end 2020 in review. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of great stuff was released this last quarter. A lot of great stuff released all year. Yep. I am so excited about 2021 because there's been a lot, a lot of stuff coming out. A lot of pre-order options that bands are releasing. So it is an exciting time for new music lovers. Um, I really think the next year to three years is going to be a great period for new music. I really do. Let's hope. I do. I, I just think that there's so much. I mean, I've talked to so many different bands about what they're doing and what they're expecting to do and, and the music that they're recording. It, you could tell their enthusiasm. I mean, they have enthusiasm when they release any album, but they're really right, right. like ready to like kick some ass and I think that's awesome there's a lot of stuff coming out <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking for if that's if that's the one silver lining or one of the few silver linings from 2020 is that we're going to have a lot of new music to listen to over the next 6 to 8 to 12 months I'll take it yeah the, I think the first quarter of 2021 is going to be huge huge uh, 
the fourth quarter of 2020 was pretty big. So I'm, and it's, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be significantly bigger than the fourth quarter. So yeah. 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 And there's a lot of albums that were put on hold, you know, release dates that, you know, did not happen, which those are going to be included in the new music. I mean, when you think about Greta Van Fleet, you also have the new dead daisies. You've got South of Eden. You've got, man, I mean, just what else? Uh, Tuck Smith, He's got him his album finally coming out. I know, you know, I don't know if it's going to be first or second quarter, but you got Goodbye June, you know, right. in, in their album. I know Joyous Wolf is recording. Uh, Dirty Honey is recording. Blacktop Mojo is recording. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be, I mean, and then we haven't even touched on the stuff that's from overseas that hasn't come out yet. And it's, it's, right. it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. all the, 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 um, uh, uh, the old standbys, like all the, the our quote unquote classic rock acts that are going to start uh, loading stuff. Like I, it doesn't like Rats got something and Queensrÿche and all those guys. So yeah, yeah, lots of stuff, lots of stuff coming. And hopefully we get we we do hear from you know some of the bands that you talked to a while back that we thought were going to release stuff. You know, like uh, Kodiak. I would like to hear some stuff from Kodiak. Yes, and and, and, and bands like that. Yes. Yeah. And that that I mean I interviewed Kodiak at the end, back, right? at the end of last year. And yeah. you know, they were going to put out an album in 2020, obviously. We all know what happened and you know, so at some point they're going to have to release that and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. There, there there's a, a couple of bands. Um uh the band out of LA and their name is escaping me at the moment. So uh, you, you've had you've had them on, and I can't think of it. But I'm, I'm looking forward to theirs. But lots of stuff, lots of stuff. Band from LA. Who who am I thinking of? It's driving me insane. Um, hold on. Is it? Uh, what? what uh, did... Well, Blackheart Blackheart Saints hopefully have something coming out soon, but they're not from LA. Yeah, they're from Austin. Oh my. Yeah, who am I thinking of? I can Christy like Rob got told Christy about them. Um oh driving me insane. I shouldn't have even brought him up. <laughs> well do I know Dorothy has a new album coming out. I know there's just a whole bunch of stuff. Pretty Reckless, yeah. I think, has a new album coming out. It's gonna yep. be it's going to be fantastic. If you remember them in the middle of the show, just blurt them out, you know? I will blurt them out. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we don't need an we don't need an edit, but I'll just blurt it out. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not going to edit any of this stuff. This is going to be part of the show because this is how our minds think. And Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's the end of the year in the middle of the holidays. We're all a little burnt. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, let's get to it. So, top yeah. 3 EPs, top 5 albums, Let's start with the top three EPs. Why don't you go ahead with your number three? Okay. Well, my number three is uh, an EP that came out maybe 10 days ago, and I I have not been able to stop listening to it. Uh, It's my morning gym workout music, and it's the self-titled EP from a band from Pennsylvania called Marsha Drive. Um, It's kind of this... 80s era guitar rock with some pretty solid vocals. Uh, the vocalist reminds, he's got like a, a Nick Reese, Joyous Wolf, that kind of tone 
to his voice. Um, six songs, real solid, five originals, and then they cover a uh, Van Halen tune. Um, really well done. And uh, I was just turned on to them again, maybe two weeks ago by, uh, I don't know who it was. Uh, somebody on Twitter recommended them to me and, and I checked them out and really enjoy it. Um, I don't believe this band, um, again, it's Marsha Drive. I don't believe they're on Twitter, but I do know that they've got a great page on Bandcamp where I've been listening to them. I got to check them out. Good stuff. Yeah, I think you'd really like it. It's good stuff. My third pick is Zeal and Ardor, Wake yeah. of a Nation. Really great album, sonically, or really great EP, I should say. Sonically, it's awesome. The songs are great. Um, really kind of a moody type of tone to them, you know? I mean, especially yep. this one. I, I love just the way the vibe it kind of sets the room whenever you're whenever you're listening to them. But um, it's just, yeah, to me, it's one of the great uh, EPs of this year. I really enjoyed, you know, just checking it out and listening to it. Um, and that is Zeal and Ardor, uh, check out the song "At the Seams." Wake of a Nation, great tune, um, but just uh, yeah, really good EP. Yeah, I like that song. Vigil, really good. Vigil is a good really tune. Good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Blood yeah, in the absolutely. River. Blood in the River is an older tune, but uh, check that out. They've got a lot of material, and you know everything from their new stuff here. Um, from to their older stuff, you know, whether it's Blood in the River, Don't You Dare is really good, Devil is Fine. They've got a nice catalog. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a fairly new band to me that uh, someone turned me on to from Twitter. They suggested this EP. Good stuff. Good pick. Yeah. What's your number two? Um, my number two is the complete opposite of my number three in that number three was a brand new band. Number two is Tom Morello's EP. Um, Commandant, I love it. That just Absolutely missed fantastic. my top three. Just missed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously I love Interstate eighty with Tom with uh with Flash, uh really good. But uh, you know his cover Voodoo Child and then his his Eddie Van Halen tribute song Secretariat and then his two uh, originals. Uh, just a a really really fun listen. Energetic. It's exactly what you expect from Tom Morello. I, I, I can't stop listening to it. Absolutely fantastic. Awesome. My number two is a band that keeps growing on me every time I listen to them. Um, you know, to be to be honest, when I first heard them, I was kind of lukewarm to them. You know, I was kind of just, eh, they're, they're good. The more I listen to them, the more I fall in love with them. Um, they're a band that has a big presence on... Twitter, they they do great uh, interaction with their fans. Um, I know Christy has been, you know, a good resource uh. for them as well, and she's really excited about them. And that is the Metal Birds, yep. Life in Twenty, which is a really really solid, great EP. I think they have a full length coming out in 2021. That's that's the rumor. But they're they're just they're growing as as musicians and songwriters, and I'm really I'm really excited to hear what that evolution is in 2021. But yep. a really good way to start with them would be Life in 20, the EP released in 2020. And and they 
didn't they release like another EP earlier this year? I remember that song Magic and Machine Man. I really like those two. But yeah, this is a good pick. I love the guitar work on the Ganges. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. But it, a great guitar work in this band. This yeah. Piece. Good stuff. Yeah. I good mean, stuff. soaring vocals, great guitar work, just a really solid band. And, you know, it's one of those bands that you're rooting for because they're really great great people and they interact really well with their fans and and you can't help but what uh, you can't help but root for them right right good stuff good pick what is your did you do two picks already i did do two picks i did marcia drive and tom morello right. and my number one ep should not be a surprise um, no and i it's... think we have i think we have the same number one actually because okay, it's 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 fantastic and it's what happened here from our canadian friends king bull yes awesome my number one as well well? yeah just raw and energetic and catchy and riffy and there's nothing that i can say now that we didn't say on the new music spotlight it's awesome it's just it's really good and if you haven't listened to it um give them a listen yeah, Just I'm. Give them a listen. You'll love it. I'm really excited. My my goal is to have them on the new music spotlight in the next you know few months. They're a great band. I really enjoy their sound. You did an awesome job turning me on to them. Really appreciate that. But uh, and they seem like a good bunch of guys too. You know, I mean, they were really thankful about including them in the episode that we did in the No on New Rock and Roll, which they were a part yep. of. And uh, their EP is, is just, you know, it's it sounds fresh every time you listen to it. And I really do dig it. Yeah. So if you guys got um, some gift certificates like I did for Christmas to Bandcamp, you can go get their EP and their, their other two songs, I think, like eight bucks. Good, good use of your Bandcamp gift certificate or good use of eight bucks regardless. What, um, how do you get a band? Who, well, first of all, who gets you a band, Bandcamp gift certificate? Well, I told my wife, I said, look, if anyone's looking for some Christmas ideas for me, here, here's some stuff. I, not only did I get some Bandcamp uh, gift certificates, or, or, or my wife gave me money to use towards Bandcamp, but I'm also sitting here doing this in my Faust Band sweatshirt, which is incredibly comfortable, by the way. Look at uh, you. Look yeah, at so, you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's well worth it's well worth the, the six, seven, eight dollars uh, to check this this EP out. Uh, I don't think anyone would be disappointed with the purchase. They're they're great. Awesome. Yeah, they'll, they're a great up and coming band, and I'm really looking forward to you know diving in with them and, and learning more about them. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I look forward to hearing from them. That'll be fun if you can get them on. Any other EPs that you like that just didn't make your top three? Metal Birds was my next one. So you, we, we got that one covered. Um, I'm looking back down. Nothing that's striking me off the top of my head. Are there any that, that just missed your, your top three? Yeah. Um, Abby KM Bass had a great uh, EP of covers. It would have made, right. you know, if, if it was new material and, right. you know, I probably would have included it in my top three, but it's covers. But, right. you know, Live from the Playroom has some just awesome versions of some iconic songs. I mean, she, yes, it does. Yep. she doesn't hide from, you know, doing songs that people 
are very familiar with. You know, I mean, rock and roll party right. in the streets. They may not know the band Kick Axe, but um, the song is very popular. Mother by right. Danzig, which is a you know, it's that's a pretty tough song to cover because the fan base of Danzig and the Misfits are very loyal, very loyal. Yeah. So that's yeah. a that's a that's a big big mountain to climb. But she does a great job with it. And then Ace of Spades by Motorhead and Highway to Hell. Which, yeah, she she killed both of those songs. They were, they were great. Yeah, I mean, she did a great job, fantastic job. I'm really looking forward to new music from her in 2021. Yep. I don't know if it's going to be an EP at this point or a full-length album, but she released three fantastic songs over the past year, and now she's got this four-song EP of covers Hopefully that we do get you know that that new music from her, but I'm really looking forward to it because the three singles she released this past year were fantastic. Absolutely, no, yeah. that's a that's a good mention. Yeah, and then also Love Honey, um, they released a EP this past uh, quarter that uh, you know is is a great conversation with Tommy White on it about yep. you know what inspired him and everything and. Um, that's another solid, and you can find that on their website, um, their Facebook page, and then all, and also on SoundCloud that um, you can check out. So, yep. All right, so let's yeah. get into the top five albums. The last quarter, the fourth quarter of 2020. Um, a lot of great I'm stuff. How many? Yeah, I'm curious how many we're going to have that are similar. I'm assuming one, maybe two. Yeah, maybe I think more. I think maybe <laughs> possibly more, um, but yeah, let's get into it. So, what is your number five? My number five is one that I do think that we're going to have uh, have together, um, and that is "Pressure" from Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. And such an enjoyable album to listen to. I mean, right off the get go with um, the the lead song "Pressure." Uh, my my favorite is is Crazy Days. You know, it's a little more laid back. It's got a fun vibe to it, but you get a little bit of everything in this album from him. Uh, and it was nice to it was nice to listen to this full album after you had him on, where he kind of talked about the process and what some of the songs meant, and what more importantly, what some of the songs didn't mean. Like you know, they weren't a lot. It wasn't a lot of COVID related stuff, uh, but uh, a really Full on enjoyable album from Tyler Bryant, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say as much as I do enjoy the album. I think one of my favorite things about this album is this cool little logo that he has inside the album and on the album cover, the skull with the uh, the mask on it or the the mask canisters. Super yeah, cool. That's pretty if I, badass. If I was a tattoo guy, that would definitely be a tattoo for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, we'll talk more about that as we get along. But, yeah, you're right. That is going to be on my list. Um, and we'll uh, add more to it as we talk about it you know, further down yeah. this conversation. But my number sure. five is a band that's been around for a while, long time, since the 80s, um, released what I think is their best album in a long time. Um, and that is Armored Saints, Punching the Sky. Um, yeah, just a fantastic album. The first single, "Standing on the Shoulders of Giants," is just a fantastic song. Um, it is the typical Armored Saint album. You know, it's in your face, heavy metal, 
You know, it's it's not thrash. It's not, you know, where the microphone is down the guy's throat and he can't hear what they're saying. But, you know, right. it's, you know, Armored Saint has always been like that Judas Priest type of metal, you know, where there's melodies and there's, you know, great riffs, driving riffs that just kind of hook you in and uh, are infectious. And I'm really happy that they released the album this year and it's a great one to boot. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it if you're an Armored Saint fan. You definitely will. If you're a metal fan, check it out. Yeah, it's a great, great album. This was—I have to be honest—I I wasn't familiar with Armored Saint. I knew who they were. I'd heard a few songs before, uh, so this was my first full Armored Saint album, and it was really, really enjoyable. That's a good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Let's move on to number four. Ah, so this one's kind of, um, this is out of my comfort zone, so to say. Um, I picked uh, a band out of Nashville, the Cadillac 3, and their album Tabasco and Sweet Tea. Uh, It's their second album that they released in 2020. Uh, The first one was Country Fuzz, but this one, it's, it's, if you don't know this band, they're, they are kind of, uh, they're they're like a rock mixed with uh, like red dirt country music. I don't know if if that's geographically correct. I think like red dirt is kind of Oklahoma esque. Um, I don't know, but that's how I would classify it: rock and red dirt kind of country. Uh, it's a real real fun album, kind of the good kind of album for late in 2020. Something where you can just put it on and it puts a smile on your face. You get a chuckle from the lyrics, but you, you can also find the groove in the music. Um, my favorite song is, uh, I think it's the third or fourth one on there, Sweet Southern Spirit. But I also like the title track, Tabasco and Sweet Tea. Um, the last one, I think it's the last one, is Sabbath on Cornbread. It's, it, it's, it's, it's fun country rock. Uh, but again, not I'm not really a country fan, but this really works for me. It, it, it's worth, it's worth, uh, some people giving it a, a listen just to see if they're into it. Yeah, this is an album that was one of my favorites in the last quarter. It didn't make my top five, but um, I do get what you're saying. They're a great band. I mean, they really are. Um, they're a fun band to listen to, and yep. they got like a, just a really cool attitude about their music and about what they're trying to create. But yeah, I mean, it's a great album. Um, did not make my top five, but it was close. Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes you listen to an album and you, you can get a feel for a band. Like, I don't know how these guys are going to be live, or it'll be curious. I feel like these guys would be a lot of fun live. Definitely, of fun. definitely. So what, what's your number four? My number four is the third album from the Struts called Strange, Day, Strange Days. Um, mm. I really like this album. I do want to say that I don't think it's as strong as their two previous albums, but I do think it's a great album. Um, I do like the collaborations with Tom Morello and Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Um, I do think the collaboration with Robbie Williams on the title track is effective in trying to cross over into a new audience. So I do think that um, you know, it's a solid album. It's a good album. Um, I kind of left, you know, the album with maybe a little bit, you know, wanting more, but 
all that being said, I think it's it's still a great piece of work. I'm looking at my thing, and it's I, I actually have down here exactly what you just said. Solid album, didn't wow me, but a lot of really good songs. I think another hit of Showmanship and uh, the the Morella song Wild Child was one of my two favorites. But a, a good album, absolutely. Good yeah, album. the the Morello song for me is the highlight of the album. Um, yeah. it's just got a cool groove to it. Obviously, Morello brings what he what he always brings to the table, um, and uh, it works. You know, I, I when I saw that he was collaborating with them, I was like, wow, how's that going to how's that yeah. going to work? Because they're they're yeah. they're a pop rock band, right? I mean, they're very right. they're rock and roll, um, but they but they have a very pop element, very similar to. You know, your Def Leppard, you know, Hysteria, very similar to Queen as well. You know, when you talk about other bands like T-Rex and um, Roxy Music, you know, you can really hear, you know, that glam rock type of of uh, of influence heavily with the struts. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't checked them out yet, they're a fantastic band to see live. If you really want to see what the modern rock star looks like, brings a lot of old school type vibe to the stage Luke Spiller just brings it every time I've seen him and uh, he's just uh, a wonderful front man has the crowd in, in the palm of his hand just like every front man should um, but he brings it and if you get a chance to see them live in 2021 and beyond take that chance to go go do it go spend the 20 bucks to go see him and you will not I promise you you will not regret it I've not seen them, but I do want to go see them live. I, yeah. I've always said I to get to see them. Yeah. I've always said that like the dream tour would be the struts and massive wagons. I think that would be just a high energy, great show. Oh, yeah. When you walk out, you're going to be dripping with sweat. It's just a uh, fantastic, you know, that would be a fantastic bill to see. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You kind of come out of there and need a Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. So what's your number three? My number three um, is Royalty from Joe Bonamassa. And I'm really surprised because I figured once I heard this, that this had to have been my number one. Um, but hey, to beat them. Uh, real strong album. Uh, my favorite song is uh, A Conversation with Alice, which is honestly one of my most favorite songs from the year. Um, also his second album he, uh, he, this was his second album here but uh, you get a little bit of everything uh, from him on this you know you get a lot of blues rock you you get more of a classic rock feel in a conversation with Alice but then you kind of get like a just a swing song and then a little bit of honky tonk feel like on Lonely Boy uh, but a, a real good strong uh, album and uh, as I was reading something a month or two ago this stuck with me it's crazy and I hope I have this right but I, I think I read that this is Joe Bonamassa's 44th or 45th release in the last 20 years that's insane that's just incredible yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 not it, it, I mean it's strong I mean it's number three for me it's a, it's a great album um, and it's incredible and um, I don't remember who, but somebody on Twitter was nice enough to remind me that if you wanted to buy it, you should get it at Target because you get two bonus tracks, and the bonus tracks are 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 really good too. So 
Didn't you um, didn't you buy the album and then once you heard that the two bonus tracks, you went and bought the one with the bonus tracks too as well? Correct. And I still have that one. <laughs> I still have the other one. So if, if someone wants the Joe Bonamassa one that I have, I'll be more than happy to send it to you. It's still still wrapped up. So yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's uh, that's dedication right there. Yeah, and I'm glad because I the, the two bonus tracks are are, are really enjoyable and uh, it, it's it's a great album. Uh, I hope people give it a listen, and uh, it, it, it's a variety of stuff. So, what That's do you great. have for number three? Number three for me is a band that I, you know, really been listening to over the last couple of months. Um, you know, kind of be honest, I, I really wasn't. They weren't really on my radar up until Ben Giles was on the show, which is the guitar player ah. for Small Town Titans, and. The album is The Ride. Um, just a great record. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm kind of, you know, I, I kind of feel like that person that comes up to me and starts talking about the new band Rival Sons, even though they've been around for 10 years. Um, I kind of feel like that with Small Town Titans. This is a band that's been around for a bit, um, and they released this album. Uh, you know, the story reached out, or the story goes is the you know, PR person for them reached out to me about having them on the show. And I said, let me, let me check them out. I'll, I'll give them a listen. And I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Um, and this is an album that's kind of been in my, my wheelhouse here for the last couple months and just been listening to it over and over again. And it's great rock and roll. Yeah. The guy, I mean, they just, you know, play very well. Um, Rufflin' Feathers was the first single that just really kind of hit a nerve with me and go check them out. Uh, Small Town Titans. The album is The Ride. Yeah, good album, and he was a great guest. He was, you know, he was. You know, I mean, I think I asked him some questions that maybe he's not used to, which, you know, I kind of pride myself on doing. I, I just don't like to do, you know, the same interview, you know, over and over again. I mean, I get annoyed when I still see people in 2020 Ask Richie Kotzen what it was like to be in Poison. Um, you know, even though he hasn't been in Poison in two decades, um, and he's got a great body of work and great music, and people still ask him that question. So I always try to ask something different whenever I have a guest on. Wait, you mean Richie Kotzen's not the Poison guy? <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, like when, when he had, I interviewed him in February when the 50 for 50 album came out yeah. and I was just, you know, after my interview, I was like listening to some other stuff that he did. And like half of the podcasters that had him on the show asked him about being in poison. And I'm like, are you serious? He's, I mean, I mean, we're still asking, he was in poison, I think in like 1995. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and he did one album with him. Um, and I just don't know why people still ask him about that. I mean, it's like, you talk to him about the winery dogs, talk to him about his solo career, his solo career, his albums are fantastic. And, and plentiful. <laughs> and plentiful. I mean, you've got so much to listen to and, and we're going to be, you know, listening to a new album here in the first quarter with him and Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden, which the first single is absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, it's, it, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do on their show because each show is is their own, and you know you do what you want. I know when people have told me I should do this on a show, I've basically you know been like, no, I don't want to do that. This is my show. Um, but 
don't ask, you know, questions like that. That's all I'm going to say. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, be, I mean, I mean, people have asked that, gosh, I don't know how many times. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, thankfully he's a good soldier about it. You know, he's a good trooper, but I, I'm sure when he hears that question, he rolls his eyes inside and just be like, listen, I mean, like, you're still asking me this question about being in poison. So <laughs> that's my rant of the episode. I always rant when Chris is on and that's my, that's my, uh, that's that was my, a self brought on rant. I didn't even have to, to, to load that up for you. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about Ben being a guest and he was a phenomenal yeah. guest on the show, but he was, yeah. He was. I mean, we really, you know, we dug a little deep and, and I always like that. I mean, that's, that's, you know, I like it when people interviewing somebody asks really good questions that, you know, someone's really got to think about because, you know, you kind of open that person up and it becomes interesting, you know? So that's yeah. just my take on it. I'm not insulting anybody personally or anything like that. Um, but next time you have Richie Katzen on, don't ask him about poison. <laughs> so anyway, you, what's your number two? <laughs> oh, a band I'm really excited about. Really excited about uh, a band out of Finland. Uh, they've been around since 2016. The Blackbird Sons. Their album is Dance with the Devil. Uh, everyone go out to band camp and pull them up. Blackbird Sons. Give it a listen. I've tweeted it out a, a couple of times. I, I'm in love with it. Absolutely in love with it. It's um, kind of riff-driven rock uh, with real quality vocals. Um, it, I, I kind of liken it to if you like um, kind of stadium rock, ACDC style music, but dig uh, Steven Tyler kind of uh, swagger and vocal ability, then check these guys out. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, I think my favorite song is is uh, Black Jack, and then there's Cross the Line, Running Train. It's just a real fun uh, rock. It's just it it it's rock and roll. There's nothing heavy about it. There's 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 nothing crazy about it. It's just straightforward rock and roll on the hard rock side. Really enjoyable. Um, I, I think everyone who listens to this podcast and, and checks out all the artists that that you have on and that we talk about on these shows would really enjoy this album, Dance with the Devil from Blackbird Sun. I need to check them out. I have not listened to that. So that's something that's on my list. I feel confident in saying that you will really enjoy this. Not just enjoy it, but really, really enjoy them. Really enjoy them. Speaking of straightforward rock, as we get to my number two, um, this album I'm really excited about. I still am excited about. I have called this the album that people in 2020 needed. Um, it was, a, so. it was, it was a great, great escape for me to listen to. Um, and that is ACDC's power up. Uh, awesome album. sonically, the album is absolutely top notch. The album really connected with me. I mean, it was, I mean, you always want to give it the test, the, the car test, you know, you're driving around listening to it. This yep. album was in my my CD player in my car for at least two weeks straight, where that's all I listened to. The songs like Wild Reputation, uh, Witch's Spell, um, are just absolutely, 
phenomenal song, Shot in the Dark. We did an album review with Dean Clark, who's that like was great, yeah. The biggest ACDC fan that I know. Um, and we just, you know, that was after digesting it, you know, for a day or two. But it's it's a great record. It's a great album. It really, you know, made me happy when we just had experienced the death of Eddie Van Halen. Um, and I was still kind of mourning that loss and obviously everything going on with the pandemic, we came out of a summer that had, you know, riots and protests. We are, we we were dealing with the stress of the election and, you know, this album was kind of like a savior for me, you know, for just escaping. Yeah. yeah, escaping, um, and I'm thankful for it. And I thank ACDC for for this album that we all needed. And if you haven't heard it yet, I suggest you do. If you're not an ACDC fan, just listen to it. Just just keep an open mind. It really does connect and and hit a nerve that was unexpected with uh, with this album. Yeah, I can't disagree with anything you just said. It's that good. It's that good. Yeah. It, um, they very, very thankful for that record. That's my number two. So yeah. what other stuff have you been listening to? I mean, you know, I know we always use this moment before we announce our number one, but, um, what do you got? Oh, uh, some stuff that didn't just off the top five. Um, I thought Phil Campbell and the bastard sons album was great. I agree. That was on my list. Yep. Um, Holy Roller Baby, uh, their album Frenzy. I thought it was strong. Kindred Spirits from Mark and Poe, the covers, excellent. Um, I thought, sticking with covers, both of the Smith and Myers albums, one and two, volume one and volume two were really good, some really good covers there. And then um, a new band to me, uh, Lilac, Queen of Hearts, that family band that that guy... um, hit this up on Twitter about. I thought that was a really strong album yes. as well. What's his name? I forgot. Sky Lover, I think was is the Twitter account that told me about them. Um, it's, it's a great album as well. So a lot of really strong. Oh, and Small Town Titans too. I don't, I don't want to leave them out. Um, a lot of stuff came out in the fourth quarter. A lot of strong stuff came out in the fourth quarter of 2020. Yeah, no, I agree with the Phil Campbell album. I thought that was a great, yeah. great album to end the year with. Um, yeah, you know the Cadillac Three, like you mentioned, um, yeah. was was a solid, solid release. Really enjoyed that. Blackstone Cherry, who you know I've always been kind of oh, yeah. been kind of lukewarm with, but I really like the Human Condition. Um, really enjoyed that. Anthony Gomez, Containment Blues, I thought was a really good, solid record. Uh, or Neon Coven, oh, uh, Future Postponed. Uh, yeah, that was if I if there was a number six, the Neon Coven album would be the number six. I really enjoyed that, and as I explained that to Ace Von Johnson when he was on the show, it's like an album that we all know the John Hughes albums, like The Breakfast Club yep. and Pretty in Pink and all that. If if David Fincher, and those who don't know who David Fincher is, he's the guy that made Seven and Fight Club. If if David Fincher made teen movies in the 80s with the kind of vibe that, you know, Seven and Fight Club are. 
Neon Coven would be the soundtrack to those movies. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, th- that's my opinion. I did like the, 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 um, the new Seven Dust album, Blood and Stone. Um, yep. Saul Rises Equals. They were on the show as well. They did, you know, they did a great job on their new record. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that came out in the final quarter of 2020. Uh, my next question for you, which has kind of been a hot topic in the last month or so, has been Miley Cyrus and her Hard Rock album that did not make either one of our lists. But Correct. a lot of people are excited about it. A lot of people are talking about it. Before I ask you what your thoughts are, I'm going to give you mine. I appreciate the fact that Miley Cyrus was willing to do this. Okay. Um, I think that she definitely has the right intentions, right? Well, I should back that up. I don't know if she has the right intentions. I don't know if this is about, I don't know if this is about just getting another award because you know, her album is probably going to be nominated for a Grammy next year. And is this something, you know, for her to put on, you know, basically a layup for her to get another award, you know, let's not forget. I think it was Beyonce who won a best hard rock performance or best rock performance like three or four years ago. So let's not really? forget. Yeah, I, I I think that's true. Oh, I think that's true. So is this <laughs> is the intention to really tap into her inner rocker, or is the intention for her just to have another award where you know she gains the album sales from that award? Because let's face it, you know sales do go up whenever someone wins an award, and when and when someone's in the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame, you know record sales go up. So is this an right. attempt, just a money grab, you know, the easy pickings, you know, because there's not a lot of, not a lot going on in mainstream rock where, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's just, there's, there's still a lull in interest. And I think the interest is building, but I don't know. I just think that rock and roll needs to be authentic. Um, and I think fans appreciate authenticity um i think that's essential with anyone that that calls himself a rocker and releases a rock album hard rock metal album so i don't uh i don't know i my my, my i'm still kind of like the jury's out with me on what what this is going to become a lot of people say hey if some of her fans cross over and become hard rock fans and rock and roll fans that's great Sure. And yeah, of course, that that is great. But here's my thoughts on a Miley Cyrus fan. Okay. You're not gonna see him at a seven dust concert. <laughs> You're not gonna well well there's music fans and there's music consumers. Okay. Music fans yeah. know everything about the genre that they love. Rock fans. Rock fans can tell you the song order on a rock album rock fans can tell you what month what year an album was released they can tell you what that who that band toured with what they opened up with on that tour okay they really dive deep rock fans that that's why they're so loyal once you're a rock fan 
you're a rock fan for life, right? Music yeah, consumers, absolutely. music consumers like music in the background. You know, they like going to Target and hearing music, even though they don't really pay attention to what the song is. They just kind of like that vibe of shopping when there's music. They like the music at Starbucks. They like the popular songs. If if there's, you know, ever a way to define a music consumer is what's ever in the top 40, they like. They like whatever is popular. They like whatever is constantly played. They like whatever the masses like. You know, how many times have we run across someone who won't listen to something that's really, really good, but not popular, and they'll dismiss it? That's a music consumer, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. My, 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 my opinion on that is, is it great for rock and roll? I don't think it's going to have the impact that people expect it to be. I think it's going to be a little blip on rock and roll in terms of the fans, okay? You want to get young people into rock and roll, you got to have an attitude. Look what The Dirt, and I've mentioned this, gosh, at least two dozen times on my shows. Look what The Dirt did for Motley Crue and bringing in young fans. Look what ACDC has done with their new album, Rejuvenated the Rock Fan. Rock and roll needs more of that, okay? Needs more of the rock star than it does with Miley Cyrus trying to, you know, grab a rock award or, or, or you know. I mean, it, it, to me, I think it's very short-sighted to think that this is good for rock and roll. If our fans come, you know, this is great. No. I don't want any more music consumers. I want rock fans, Okay. I don't want fly-by-night fans. I don't want fans that will jump on this bandwagon or that bandwagon. I want a real rock fan. Now, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't know Miley Cyrus. I don't know any of her songs. I legitimately don't believe I've heard anything other than that thing where she's on a wrecking ball swinging around. So... When you and Christy and I were talking about it, I decided to listen to it a couple of times. I don't know if it's good or bad. I it's not my it's not in my wheelhouse. With that said, this isn't a fucking rock album, and that's not rock music. It might be great pop music, maybe pop music with like a twinge of rock. I I I don't know. That's my opinion on it. It's it's not rock music and it's not rock album. And I'm kind of annoyed that it's being pitched as such. Again, I'm not saying it's bad. I don't know if it's good or bad. It's it's not my music. I don't really know how to judge it or even have an informed opinion on it other than to say it's not my rock music. And of course, my rock music is good music. <laughs> you know, like I'm the kind of arrogant rock fan. Who, who, like you were just saying, who, who knows all about their favorite artists and the tracks and this and that. So you know when you hear rock and, you know, like like when I was talking about the Cadillac 3, there's rock elements to that. It, there's there's 50% rock and 50% country, but there's it's absolutely a rock album. Whatever the name of the album is that Myra Cyrus just released is not a rock album. And we all and knew all that. I have to say about that. And we knew that, I mean, we knew that was going to happen. When I heard... 
Yeah. You know, Miley Cyrus is going to do a rock album. Everyone's like, oh, this is great for rock and roll. I'm like, you haven't even heard it yet. You know, right. and, and let's be honest. What is defined as rock music now is not rock music. You know, when you look at the Grammy Award nominations and when you look at end of the year list of like great, the best rock albums of 2020, this isn't rock music. This is not. This is not what rock is guitar driven music you know, with an attitude and, right. you know, doesn't have the, all the technology and, you know, 30 songwriters on a song and, and all this stuff or 30 producers or whatever. So, you know, this whole excitement about Miley Cyrus, I think was misplaced or this whole, you know, give it a chance was misplaced. I don't want to give it a chance. I don't want to give it a yeah. chance. I don't want to give someone like Miley Cyrus, who has been basically a cartoon for the last decade you know, a chance to win me over as a rock fan. And like you said, it's not rock and roll. So I don't know what people were expecting, like this big, huge spike in rock fans as a result of Miley Cyrus. I knew that wasn't going to happen. And, you know, it was foolish for anybody to think that. Rock has survived and rock and roll is what it is because of the true, tried, and tested formula. Attitude authenticity and in your face rock and roll okay now you can debate whether you know this band or that band is in your face but you know if it's more poppy than what people like that's one thing that's that's a, that's a discussion we can have but rock and roll has always relied on the rock star and the and 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 the and the performance not someone who's just dipping their toe and saying i'm going to release a rock record and it's 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 not so stop it with this, these conversations about the benefit of having Miley Cyrus. We're not going to get any new rock fans because of Miley Cyrus. We're going to get new rock fans because of ACDC, because of Motley Crue, because of all the new great rock bands that are coming up. We're going to get new rock fans because of the angst of the youth that's been created by the pandemic. We're going to get new rock fans because the youth is, you know, ready to crawl out of their skin because they've been cooped up and they need a release and rock and roll is going to give them that release. Trust me, it's going to happen. There's a lot of great new bands. Let's worry more about the success of the South of Edens, the Joyous Wolves, the Struts, the Greta Van Fleets. Let's stop. You want to create more rock bands? Stop tearing down bands like Greta Van Fleet and the Struts because they sound similar to something we've heard in the past. And then engaging and and be willing to throw your arms around Miley Cyrus. What? What? Right. Are you kidding me? You, I mean, I mean, you see all these people tearing down Greta and the Struts and all these other bands, not as good as that, not as, not as good as this. But then we're ready to, you know, welcome Miley Cyrus with open arms because it's going to bring in new rock bands. No, fuck that. It's not going to bring right. in new rock bands. The new bands that are coming out, the Tyler Bryans, the Dorothys, all those bands, those are going to bring in new rock bands. Nick Perry, all those guys. Let's worry about them. Let's support them. Okay, because they grow, they grew up being influenced by rock and roll. I don't know if Miley Cyrus grew up being influenced by by rock and roll. She says she listened to this and listened to that, but you could have fooled me. I don't hear any rock and roll in her music. So I think that's my that's my biggest beef is when you listen to it again. I'm not I'm not saying it's bad. I, I don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's but good or bad I, or either. What I do know is it's not rock. 
Right. I mean, it may be her version of rock or her take on rock, and that's fine. But when I sit down to eat a steak and you serve me shrimp tacos, don't tell me it's a steak, you know? Right. Come on. Right. Or yeah, <laughs> a, be- a better a better analogy is don't don't let me order steak tacos and come back with ground beef, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's 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 much more appropriate. You're, yeah. 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 No, you're 100 percent right. So uh, I want to go back to two things when you're done with this. I want to go back to two things, but okay. continue. But no, I just think that again, let's not worry about outsiders, you know, converting people into new rock bands. I, I, I don't know if that's ever happened. And if it has happened, it's been very minimal, you know, anyone that's, you know, I mean, you know, when Pat Boone released his, you know, heavy metal quote unquote record in the nineties, did all of a sudden, you know, people start listening to, to rock and roll that were in his age demographic? No. Right. I mean, that might be a poor example. I don't know. But I do know that Miley Cyrus fans are music consumers. I'm sure there's some dedicated fans in her fan base. But, you know, they're the type of fan that jumps from one artist to the other, whatever's popular, whatever's being played on the radio. I don't, I, I don't want that in my genre of music. You know, I don't want the the fans that are going to be fly by nights. I want the people that are going to grow up to be lifers. I want the kids to hear the new rock music that's coming out and kicking ass and support them. So that's my rant. Take it or leave it. I don't care, but stop it with this Miley Cyrus nonsense. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, yeah. So you you said something in your in your rant that that you said rock music is guitar-driven music, and I completely agree. So along those lines, in the event that Billy Corrigan is listening, Billy, you put out an album with 20 songs, there's not a fucking guitar on any of them. What happened, buddy? And that's one. And then my second thing is, I left this out when we were talking about bands, and I want I would like to mention it. Um, the band Radke, in their album, Green Room, um, the guy on Twitter, Twisted Kister, recommended them to me, and they were great. I've listened to it a lot, uh, five or six times, and they also just missed my list. Um, I would like to see more people give this band a try. They have a really great sound. They're called Radkey? Yep, R-A-D-K-E-Y. And the album is Green Room. Um, It's good songs, upbeat, catchy. uh, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's really good rocket. I'd probably say rock, hard rock, not a full-on hard rock album, but good stuff. Good stuff. I will definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. So, all right. So let's get into our number one. What is yours? I don't know that I can add anything to what you said, but mine is Power Up by ACDC. The right album at the right time. Like, as you were saying, released at the right time. Not, Not just at the end of 2020 and not just at the with you know shortly after the whole Eddie Van Halen passing, but just I mean, right when everyone needed it, right when you're done with all the political bullshit and the, the election, and you get this, and you're heading into the holidays, and you know everything is blowing up, and you can just sit in your house or in your car and and listen to this. There's not a bad track on there. I mean, I, I feel like as the album progresses, it gets better and better. Um, the, the the final three songs, you know, Systems Down and Money Shot and Code Red are great. Yeah. They're they're really good. Uh, yeah. I, by far, my favorite song by far and away 
is through the mist of time. Um, I, I've probably listened to it, I'm not kidding, a hundred times. That 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 song is, is is great, but the riff on Demon Fire is so good. It's this is one of those um, you know putting this album on is like putting on that old pair of Chuck Taylors, you know. But just it just it fits and it's comfortable and yeah, it's it's ACDC. So yeah, a lot of their albums sound the same. But you know, it's like Satria, ACDC and Satria are the same. Yeah, every album is is almost like the last one, but it's completely different at the same time. You know, um, I think this for me uh, has been my favorite album since uh, Razor's Edge. I know Razor's Edge gets kind of poo pooed by a lot of people. Ah. I loved Razor's Edge, and I think this is their best album for me since Razor's Edge. I love it. I absolutely I'll go, love it. I'll go a little further. I think this is their best album since Flick of the Switch. Um, Ooh. I think it's very similar to Flick of the Switch. I, th- I think you're right. The last three songs, ACDC just puts it on cruise control and just 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 nails it. I think you're right. There's yeah. not a bad track on this album. Through the Mist of Time is probably one of the most different ACDC songs yes. ever released. Yeah. It's, it's It's got a little bit of a Def Leppard element to it as well, which is really interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, hard, it's hard to say this for the ACDC, but it's kind of got like a mellow groove. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's, as, this whole album's awesome. As Dean said, he can picture people having a wedding, an anniversary, and playing the song to like, you know, the picture montages and everything. And um, yep. it totally, totally fits it. But yeah, I agree. I mean, but here's another thought, getting back to the Miley Cyrus, can, you know, and putting ACDC into that. If ACDC and Miley Cyrus are nominated next year for best rock album and Miley Cyrus wins, my point will be proven. Yeah. It will be. It will be. You know, it, 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 you know, there's, there's, you know, this is this is rock and roll. This is what we should be celebrating. This is what we should be, you know, telling people about and having people listen. Fuck Miley Cyrus and her and her shit rock album. Okay, I mean, I mean, come on. You know, now I heard she's gonna do like a Metallica covers album. I don't want to hear that. I heard. I don't I heard that too. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear Miley Cyrus playing Metallica. I have no desire, you know? I mean, yeah. why Why would I want to hear Miley Cyrus cover Metallica? I, now, if Macedon did it or, you know, Priest or, you know, Armored Saint or whomever, you know, yeah, I'd be interested in hearing something like that. I don't want to hear, you know, what, what's she going to do? You know, play like Nothing Else Matters and, and or make Enter Salmon Poppy, you know, or, or, or whatever. I, what, take it, just go yeah. away, go away. Go go release your crap music you've been releasing for the last decade and a half, and be happy with yourself. I don't want any part of it, you know. And, and, and it's not being closed-minded; it's being a realist, you know. Um, but yes, next year when ACDC and Miley Cyrus are nominated for Best Rock Album, we'll see who wins. We'll see who wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it. it I, I was looking back, looking at uh, a lot of the stuff, well, a lot of the music that we talked about this year. And I looked back in, in, in all of these quarters, I always had one band, one album that I really liked that I related to ACDC, you know, like Hardbone and Thunder Mother and, and even just now like Blackbird Sons. And you get all of these, these bands that 
have that kind of old school stadium rock rippy um, sound. And then at the end of the year, you, you get an actual ACDC album that lives up to the hype. And it's just, it's, it's another one of those few silver lines for 2020, you know? Perfect. Perfectly said. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so who's your number one? My number one is an album that you mentioned and uh, a band that I'm really, really excited about. I've seen these guys twice in concert, put on a great performance. Um, and that is Tyler Bryant and the Shakedowns, Pressure. Um, yeah. You know, you said some really good things about it. I think this album is a great album. It's a great follow up to the previous album, uh, Truth and Lies. Um, yep. which was released a couple of years ago or maybe last year, but, um, you know, just, just great stuff. Tyler Bryant continues to grow as a musician and a guitar player and a songwriter. I like what they did with this album. They recorded it in the basement of his house on like vintage equipment, which is really cool. Yeah. I think it sounds, you know, great sonically. Um, and again, you know, just, um, just a solid, solid record a great record for to, to end the year on. Um, I went back and forth between this one and ACDC as my number one or number two. And, you know, the reason why I chose this number one was it, um, it connects with me lyrically too, on a lot of fronts. Um, it's personal stuff. It's a very so, well written album. Yeah. yeah, well yeah written. It's, it's very yeah. well written. So that's my number one for the fourth quarter of 2020. Tyler Bryant, the shakedown pressure. Go check it out if you haven't done it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome album. I can't add anything to it that you didn't just say. Yeah, so once again, you know, all these albums and bands we listed, even if they're not in our top five albums or top three EPs, you know, all the other stuff that we we talked about, go check it out, except for the Miley Cyrus album. But um, <laughs> no, you should you should check out the Miley Cyrus album just so you can understand where we're coming that, from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, I don't know if it's good or bad. I know it's not rock. And and I imagine that most of the people who come to this podcast to listen to, to hear what uh, all these new bands have to say and stuff like that are probably going to feel the same way. But I mean, you should at least go listen to a song or two. To piggyback on your comment right there, if you were happy about Miley Cyrus coming out with a rock album and releasing a non-rock album, just so you know... <laughs> You're supporting the the change in definition of rock music if you that's, that's if, true. If if you engage in this and you accept this album as a rock album. It's not. So but whatever. But no, um you know, go check it, everything out that we talked about. Uh I know Chris and I will be doing the full year top twenty albums, top ten EPs, which That's gonna be the first nine hour podcast. It's well. We're gonna do, we're gonna do the EPs. We're gonna do the EPs in one episode, and then we're gonna do we're gonna break down the albums over two episodes because covering twenty albums, how how you and I like to I like to gab. Um, we're just yeah. I don't want people to listen to a four hour episode, but uh, and I don't want to edit a four hour episode either. <laughs> so, but no, I think you'll enjoy that. We're gonna revisit a lot of stuff we talked about at the beginning of the year. Keep in mind. That just because an album was ranked high on the list in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, even fourth quarter, doesn't mean 
It may be in the top five. There may be an album that we've listened to more over the last 12 months that maybe if we redid those, we would probably put something different in the top five list. So that's oh, always a hundred percent. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. Music is always evolving. So if you're going to go back and listen to these four episodes that we did and try to predict what Chris and what I'm going to pick, um, you might be wrong. You might be wrong because there might be an album that maybe in the first quarter that maybe I had low on my list or maybe it wasn't in the top five has moved up exponentially. Or maybe an album that I had high has now dropped a little bit, you know, because of other albums that have been released. So I hope you listen. I hope you tune in because it's going to be a lot of fun. I know Chris and I are not looking forward to it. Um, Holy crap. <laughs> because it is a daunting task because it's there's a lot of great material that was released this year a lot of great material yep well hey man i thank you for doing this i look forward to our chat soon and i'm sure the listeners are going to look forward to our end of the year shows so thank you again for for being a a part of this yeah man it's always a good time happy new year happy new year to you happy holidays to everybody hope everybody had a great christmas and holiday season and you know let's just continue to stay strong keep rock and roll in our life and uh get the distraction that we all need right which is rock music so (laughs) thanks everybody for tuning in chris thanks again i'm jay scott this is the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast stay safe stay healthy and we will talk again soon in the new year It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.